everyone and thank you for tuning in to another episode of from the heart podcast this week we have a special treat i received a letter from an inmate here in a florida prison and he wanted to let everyone know what day-to-day life is really like on the other side of the wall so he does go into detail he's funny he's sarcastic but i believe he is spot on about the day-to-day life inside one of our Florida prisons. So without any further ado, here's his story. I wanted to share something with everyone. This is actually something for everyone, even if you didn't have a loved one incarcerated. This was sent to me via via US mail, and this was written by an inmate who is currently serving um, a lengthy sentence at a Um, a state prison here in Florida. I thought it was something worth sharing because for those of us that do have a loved one incarcerated, we do time right alongside them. Even though we are free and in the free world, we still do time with our loved ones. So even if you don't have a loved one incarcerated or you can share this with someone who doesn't, this is really insightful. It's a little sarcastic, it's a little funny, but it is probably spot on as far as day-to-day life, the overall conditions, um, the COs, the food, the medical, they touch on everything here. So, so and it, it is all um, handwritten. I'm going to read this. I think you'll find that it's pretty accurate. I'm not going to mention uh, this person's name or their DC number, which they did put in here, or the facility that they're at. So I am going to leave that, leave that anonymous, but this is titled An Introduction to Slavery, but it's not, it's not along the lines of what you're thinking, so give a listen. My name is blank, and I am a slave. It's not so bad being a slave, I guess. I get three free meals a day and a roof over my head at night. I've spent the last 15 of my 31 years in camps just like this one I'm at now working for free. I'm pretty much told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, with a constant threat of violence held over my head or a sense of, or else. But hey, they say life is all about perspective, and I guess freedom exists inside of you if you truly believe it does. Let me tell you a little bit about the enslavement camps that exist all over the state. Because throughout history, and even in today's society, There are constant misconceptions about what exactly these places consist of and what it takes to spend a day inside the fence that encircles us. Let's start with wages. First off, it's important for you to know there are none. You will not make a single cent here because how could slavery exist at all if slaves were actually paid for their work? How can this be, you ask? When slavery was abolished over 200 years ago, because in that proclamation, there was a dictation that stated that no man nor woman shall go unpaid for their hard work unless that said man or woman is incarcerated. So while you're here, you can forget the idea of a better, more stable financial future, because with your integration back into society, you won't have a single dime to start your so-called second chance or new life with. 
maybe that's where the phrase paying your debt to society came from because it's the only talk of payment any of us have ever heard of. Since we're talking of futures, let's discuss education. It's important for you to know there is none. You won't learn any valuable skill while you're here and no, nothing you can use later on in life. Now let's pause for a moment because surely you're saying to yourself, how can this be? And things like, there must be some type of education. How are they supposed to rehabilitate themselves and integrate back into society without learning something? And I'm sure some of you are even saying, wait a second, I've heard many things online and in the news about my taxpaying dollars being used for educational programs and teaching those incarcerated trades and skills they can use in the future. And as much as I would love to agree, I simply can't. This is one of those common misconceptions we talked about. Any type of trade or educational program has been mostly shut down due to budget cuts. And the ones that were left standing usually consist of an inmate trying to teach another inmate something useful without any certification or document on record of any person actually learning anything. Some GED classes and vocations still exist, but the classrooms are usually filled by a teacher just collecting a paycheck with no funding for and any kind of curriculum and not making enough money to do little more than fight the urge to sleep behind their desks. No, my friends, education, and you can't see my hands, but I'm doing air quotes, is nothing more than a simple formality in this place. A reason for the state government to write a blank check with funds grossly misappropriated and no one reaping the benefits other than the slave masters who line their pockets with your hard-earned taxpaying dollars. In 14 years, I haven't learned a single trade, vocation, or useful skill I can use later on in life. And no education to show off. <clears throat> and trust me, it's not from lack of wanting one. If I walked out of this place tomorrow and applied for a job, I would be a 30-year-old ghost with a middle school education. I'm sure potential employers would line up around the block to hire me. And by the way, that was sarcasm, because when you have nothing left, you better not use your sense of humor. So, moving right along, let's talk about food. Now, I'm sure you've all heard stories about how bad that can be, and you're right. Everything you've probably heard is true, and then some, but that's not my point. Here at the camp, your diet will consist of mainly three things, rice, pasta, or potatoes. Now, you're not really going to get enough of any of these three things to make a dent in your stomach, so you pretty much have to accept the fact you'll always be hungry. You will get just enough food to give you just enough energy to get back to work. Because let's be honest, the grass isn't going to cut itself. And somebody has to do the upkeep on the land ran by the masters. Which will, by the way, be done 99% by the slaves that spend their days here. We will cut grass, paint, do maintenance, such as concrete, roofing, and electrical, clean the living quarters, wash the clothes, cook the food, and even do outside jobs on behalf of the state without wages and without enough food to even stop your stomach from mumbling. No, your diet won't be mostly gourmet, but that's the least of your worries, my friend. 
One of our favorite things to do while we dine at our local fine establishment is to have a guess at what exactly is either stuck on your spoon from the day before or what's floating in your reheated weeks old beans. I assure you, if you have a raisin on your dinner tray, it's only a cockroach enjoying your delicious meal with you. Since we're speaking of dining, let me tell you a little of what to expect. There's no such thing as a hot meal. Meals are room temperature at best. But that's probably for the best, considering the slave masters will only give you about two minutes to eat it before it's time to get back to work anyway. Oh, and you'll spend at least half that time aggressively swatting at flies who refuse to leave your corn bread alone. So my advice to you is use one hand to shovel food into your mouth and the other to defend the honor and integrity of your pan biscuit. Because if you don't, I can guarantee you the flies won't take no for an answer. By the way, during this chaotic time of ambidextrous food shoveling, there will be slave masters yelling at you from all directions. They will be screaming things at you like, you don't have time to talk. If you're talking, you're done. Time to go, dump your trays. Next row, time to go. And my all-time favorite, tighten up. If you talk at all for any reason, you can forget eating altogether because they're going to make you dump your tray and leave the dining area. Hence the phrase, if you're talking, you're done. But hey, it's not all bad. You get a special meal twice a year, one for Thanksgiving and the other for Christmas. I didn't want you to think you had nothing to look forward to. Moving right along, let's talk about your living quarters for a second. I hope you like it hot. When the camps across the state were originally built and established, central heat and air conditioning wasn't even a factor. And later on, when it was someone who decided we didn't need it altogether, so being hot and sweaty is something you'll just have to get used to because you'll pretty much never stop. Most nights you'll lie awake trying to find a position that allows you to stop sweating. And even though you'll pray for rain or at least a small breeze, none of these things will come to fruition. And please don't forget our friends from the dining hall, the flies, because trust me, they won't forget about you. And you'll have more than enough time getting to know them as they crawl all over you while you're trying to sleep. During the day, on most days, if you're not working, you'll be forced to go outside, which isn't so bad. But with summer temperatures in the upper 90s, you better find some type of shade because it doesn't take long to overheat. And heat strokes happen more than you think. During this time is when a lot of us exercise to pass the time and to stay healthy. But be very mindful of the amount and duration of your exercise because you're not allowed to shower until after 5 p.m. No exceptions. So if you're drenched in sweat from a workout, you either will have to bathe in the sink or stay covered in sweat until 5 p.m. Speaking of 5 p.m., it's not until after this time you will be able, if you're lucky enough, to make phone calls. It's not a rule I personally understand, but a rule nonetheless. Because if you have friends and family who work in the evening, how would you get a chance to talk to them? But unfortunately, there are no exceptions to this rule either. 
Also, there's close to 50 to 100 slaves in your quarters with two phones to share. Phone calls end after 15 minutes of talk time, and phone time itself ends at 9.30. And if you happen to be a mathematician, there's no use in calculating that equation. It's simply mathematically impossible for every one person to use the phone in that time frame. Before we move on, I'll give you the most important rule of your living quarters, cleanliness and hygiene. Staph infection, MRSA, and other bacteria lives on pretty much every surface. And since slaves infected with hepatitis C, HIV, and AIDS don't have their own separate living quarters, you will share space and even shaving clippers with these people. So cleanliness and personal hygiene is very important. More than likely, you'll probably get bitten by a spider or two, but it's nothing a nurse might not be able to take care of. And lastly, it is a requirement you wear your Class A uniform all day until 5 p.m. as well. Yes, even on the hottest days. Now, since we brought up nurses, let's talk about one of the last parts of your introduction here. One of the most important, medical and healthcare. Every time you visit the med medical clinic, it will cost you $5. Even if you don't have $5 in your inmate account, for those who can't pay this copay, a lien will be placed on your account until you can. No exceptions here either. And if you happen to visit several times without paying, you will get several liens until you receive the money to cover the cost. Now, to some of you, that might not sound so bad. A $5 copay is nothing compared to the rising healthcare in society these days. But here's where it gets fun and things differentiate. Your quote-unquote healthcare consists of mainly two things, water and ibuprofen. They believe, water, what, they believe whatever water can't cure, ibuprofen is sure to do the trick. But there is a third contending miracle cure that although they don't give out often, it does happen from time to time, and that is muscle rub. If you're lucky enough to score this bad boy, then you're having a good day indeed. Because we all know nothing soothes the ache of broken bones like a good tube of generic Icy Hot. Oh, what a relief it is. Unfortunately for you, budget cuts have pretty much done away with ibuprofen as well, so you're mostly left with water and muscle rub. So if you got the flu, submit a sick call form in the mail, wait almost two weeks to be seen. Once you're called, you'll sit in the waiting area for eight or nine hours, and eventually you'll get to see a nurse who isn't paid enough to give a damn, who will then argue with you about what exactly is wrong with you to begin with, then threaten to send you to confinement for asking to see someone else, all while they explain to you that they are the professional. You will sit by silently as you cannot physically do anything else and try not to stare at the stains on their lab coat or the drops of blood on the table from the guy before you. True story, by the way. And I think the stain was some kind of cheese, just saying. But don't be a skeptic, these doctors and nurses are grateful, and some of them actually did attend medical school at one point or another. Unfortunately, they're only grateful for the paycheck, and mostly none graduated at all. Anyway, fact is, most of us avoid medical altogether because you'll either feel better 
or be dead long before you get the chance to see an actual, real medical professional. But hey, remember it's not all bad. You still get to give away $5. Remember, and by doing your part, $5 at a time, you will ensure this practice of medicine continues on for a long time to come. And I'm sure the miracle properties of water and muscle rub just haven't been unlocked yet. Before we can end your formal introduction, there are a few odds and ends we have to address. Just overall things to prepare you for, prepare you for your stay. For instance, your own personal behavior. You will, beyond any reasonable doubt, while you're here, be punished for something you either didn't do or had no involvement in whatsoever. Now, I don't mean in the, but I'm innocent kind of way, because for the most part, your personal behavior does determine how most days will go. But there are two major exceptions to this rule. Number one is officer's attitude or slave master's psyche. If he or she is having a bad day, then you or I might end up having a bad day because of it. An officer's attitude might determine if you're given a hard time for no apparent reason other than being alive and present. If he or she fought with their spouse before work, guess who pays the price? If he or she hates their job, is late to work, had a death in the family, or even just has to eat leftover pizza for lunch, guess who pays the price? You guessed it, and I'm a glass half full kind of guy so let me be the first to say everyone has their bad days. But the difference is we don't take our frustration and anger out on something or someone else. Kicking your dog might feel great at the end of a rough day, but it doesn't make the action any less wrong or the abuse any more justifiable. Because after all, we're only human and people make mistakes or do things they regret, but we're all still people. But mistreating or abusing others shouldn't be the way to vent our frustration. But it happens more than you think. See, our masters don't have to take tests or exams to determine their mental health or state of mind. I'm sure, I'm sorry. I'm sure these officers will be professional in how they deal with slaves just as sure as I am that Ted Bundy and Charles Manson were just a couple of overall good guys and exceptional people persons. Number two on this list is the actions of others. If someone around you does something stupid, everyone suffers. Yes, even if that person was already disciplined and taken to confinement, you can still be locked down, strip searched, and even have your privileges taken because of the actions of others and not yourself all while you still follow the rules and do what you're told. The equivalent to this is someone at your job making a mistake and your boss then firing them. Then just as that person cleaned out his desk and left the building, your boss fires everyone else. You might ask yourself simply because that one mistake, because of that one mistake, hasn't that person already been punished? Haven't they been held accountable for their actions? And if I haven't made a mistake, why should I suffer because of the actions of others? In a right world, you would be correct. But in these places, corporal punishment is king and everyone suffers for the actions of one. Now ask yourself, what does this teach you? 
What example does that set and how does it assist your rehabilitation? But I assure you, these are questions you'll only ask yourself because people who have the ability to make a change simply don't care. You might think out of all of this, this isn't fair, but it's like I told you in the beginning, I'm a number and now you are a number. A number that only generates value to those who only value numbers because of the value that they generate. You still with me? Number three, and lastly on this list, since we're talking of value, is the canteen and your commissary account. While you're here, your family and friends can send you money that you in turn can spend on extra food and personal hygiene, hygiene items. The money is sent electronically to your inmate trust fund, which allows you to make a purchase using your inmate ID card. Remember I told you it's not all bad? Try the honey bun. It's very popular and these items can make your stay a little bit more comfortable. But buyer beware, the items you'll be able to purchase come at about a 350% price increase and markup from the average cost in the civilized world. It's important to let your friends and family know that they may need a second or even third job if they want to continue sending you money on a regular basis. Because something that costs them 50 cents out there will surely cost you three times the amount in here. So rest assured, you won't spend your days feasting on honey buns and encouraging your waistline to expand. Of course, all this depends on if you're even able to access and utilize the canteen at all. Because let's be clear, commissary is a privilege and those lockdowns we talked about earlier affect this directly. So although this is a privilege, the real privilege is being able to actually afford the canteen altogether and having someone that loves you enough to live paycheck to paycheck so you don't have to go hungry. Well, my friend, I've taken enough of your time and I'm sure you, by now, you've heard enough and simply want to get to where you're going so you can rest. Deep down, I think a lot of us are just doing the same, just waiting to get where we're going so we can rest. But be mindful. Some don't have a place to go and some won't ever get the chance to get there. For some, this is everything and all there will ever be. My last bit of advice to you is never forget to smile and find a reason to laugh. These places make or break the best of us and have the potential to destroy who we are, the very fabric of our being. But remember what I said, freedom exists inside of you, if you truly believe it does. And slavery is only a mindset pushed onto you to tear at the thread of who you are and what makes you great. Don't lose yourself in here. And although I don't know what this journey has in store for you or what tomorrow might bring, one thing I do know is my name is, and I am a slave. That's it folks, the end. True story, written by an inmate, five pages, double-sided. So there you have it. I was happy to be able to share that with you as touching and a little heartbreaking as that was. So 
I really hope you enjoyed that. This is Lisa from Heart, and I'll be back soon to share some more stuff with you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of From the Heart Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed hearing what he had to say. I did leave him anonymous at request, so no name was used. And I hope that you'll tune in again next week. We have a brand new episode coming next week where we will be hearing from Pat, also incarcerated here in a Florida prison. So thank you, everybody. Have a great week.